You talk a lot about Roman Reigns. So maybe maybe instead of doing a play by play, let's let's talk about this. You talk about how a lot of, a lot of people think Roman Reigns sucks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but but he can but he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why the heck I have fireworks going on outside, dude. I mean, what it's 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 Thursday, so let's light some fireworks. Or what is that? I mean, I, I want there's what the hell is that, eh? Is the peacock back? No, uh, I don't think the peacock's ah. back. I don't know if my dog got in inside the center of the thing. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Anyways. So you you know you you are a, you are a a, a big uh, proponent of sticking it to people that say that Roman Reigns suck, right? Now I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is the same thing, but um. Sorry, dude. I, I got people. I don't know what the hell's going on in my next door neighbor's house. Um. So, but here's the thing. Cena, even though he won, even though he beat AJ Styles for the, for the championship, um, and and I I thought the ma- I thought it was a good match. You know, I, I thought there was you know John Cena matches reared its, certain things of John Cena's match reared, reared its ugly head, but and and right now you're talking about their their match at Royal Rumble. Yeah, the match at Royal Rumble, which I, which I thought it, it was a, I mean I would I would like the outcome to be different, but I wasn't. I wasn't like going crazy because he won, but I, but I will say this: over the past probably six months or whatever, um, yeah, I, th- I I feel John Cena's been he's he's been doing okay. And 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 what makes him different from Roman Reigns? Like, why do we hate John Cena, but we'll defend Roman Reigns when I, I feel that both of them are kind of doing pretty good jobs in the ring. Um, so I I did want to kind of talk about Cena a little bit, um, and and the week that he had. Um, and I agree, um, like, you know, he's not the, I agree he did well in the chamber match, and I think everybody did well, I really thought Corbin showed pretty well in that match, um, um, to be honest, um, but it wasn't, you know, I was fine with, I was, I was completely fine with what Cena did, um, but I was more impressed, actually, even today, um, on, on Cena kind of backing up what he did in the chamber by going ahead and, and, uh, putting, Ray Wyatt over clean on SmackDown. I, I thought that was kind of the more telling thing, and and today it had kind of come out that that he was very um, insistent that that Bray Wyatt get Bray Wyatt get over on him on SmackDown, and I think that's something that we really haven't seen from John Cena in, in a long time, and so I think that he is currently doing business the right way, and and I think that he should be considering. I mean, I think he kind of got. You know, say so I think he got a big favor in that, you know, they give him the 16th championship, and it's a two-week run, and that's kind of like a nothing run. So to me, I'm looking at it overall. I'm saying, okay, you're you only you only just gave him this 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 title run was meaningless. It was just to throw a number on there, so that the next time he can break it and have some kind of run. So it was kind of it was uh it was like a meaningless title run, except for that you could. Now finally say he's 16 time and, and he's tied with Flair, but but going forward being that he's a part timer like he's doing business the right way to drop that belt and what what is different right now than what John Cena's done for most of the last five plus years is instead of directly going in and and crushing the guy that 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 he lost to he lets he lets Bray Wyatt continue that momentum to Mania and I think. You know whether we liked all of the matches between him and AJ or not, he did do the job for AJ and then got out of the way to let AJ, you know, kind of build his um, 
build his character or build his uh, I don't even want to know if character is the right word Resume? but mystique, mystique mm-hmm. bit of him being a legitimate champion that's the number one guy on the show and so I, I mean I think part of it is because Cena whether he wants to admit it or not is a part timer right now but I'm glad that he is treating it as such and, and letting the guys that need to carry SmackDown go ahead and do that job so can we fault him for so like two three years ago? Can we fault him for trying to protect his spot? I mean, because the whole thing is like he is supposed to be like the the top draw of the company, and and this whole time we're saying like dude like you know he's not giving these guys uh, you know these guys a chance, um, even though the environment was was ready for it. I mean, I, I think he could have given some guys a chance and and kind of played second fiddle. But if we're looking back on this guy's career. He did allow CM Punk to have like a two-year run as you know, as the champion. He may, maybe CM Punk wasn't the top guy because Cena wasn't allowed the main events, but there, I mean, there was a Cena that uh, was not a champion and allowed other guys to hold the belt. And but, we, our, our biggest our biggest concern was that he would never step aside, but he's stepping aside now and he's doing jobs for people. And maybe there's a, a glimmer of him like approaching the business the right way, letting these other guys shine. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I'm still gonna hold. And and and, and before when I I'll cut you off for this. Okay. Is there is is the reason why he lets Bray Wyatt beat him clean on SmackDown is because Randy Orton's gonna be the champion and he wants to pave the way for Randy Orton? Was he really doing it for? Was he doing the job for Bray Wyatt or is he doing the job for Randy Orton? Okay, so th- th- there's a few things that, that you touched on there. So um, I'm going to go back to what I was starting to say. That I'm, I'm still going to hold certain grudges against Cena for like that CM Punk run and things like that. In that while he gave something, while, you know, uh, Punk had the belt, Cena never really relinquished the concept that he was the number one guy. So he didn't really step aside in that sense. But in this last six months or so, since age, since he started a feud with AJ, he, he, he really has. He's, um, now, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's trying to transition, transition himself out of just being a wrestler and, and kind of trying to go the rock roll, role, which I still have a problem with in that, like, that was the number one thing he tried to say when he started his whole feud with the rock is, you left all these people and I'll never leave these people, which... I mean, I saw right through it, in, and I, we said it at the time. It's like, you know, he's going to say that because he doesn't have the talent to to diversify himself. And I still really, you know, I don't really like John Cena in movies or any other things. But if he wants to go do those things, I'm I'm glad for it because I think it makes the product better. But in in that sense, if that's what he's doing, he at least he's now doing it the right way by saying, all right, if I'm not going to be here all the time, let's let let's let these other guys terrible like, dude, terrible. Let's let these other guys um, have their have you're, their shine. You're, you're, have their you're on a roll too. Now, now it's my time to interject myself. No, well, I didn't even get to answer the question. Go, go ahead. Go I ahead, forgot answer. what answer. it was. The, the second part of it. <laughs> That's even worse. What was the, well, <laughs> oh, what was the, second, the, the part, second part? Of what was the second part of the first question of, of the direct idiom? Um, you cut my, me off the, originally to ask me oh the second part. Oh my God! Where, where, so where's, now I don't where, remember. No, I'm saying I don't remember. Where's the violin at? No, so okay, so you touched on the CM Punk thing, so you answered that part of the question. What I'm saying is, is did he do the job for Bray Wyatt, or did he really do the job for Randy Orton? Um, so that that I don't know because um, that the well, that's like hearsay, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. the whole the whole thing now is that you know, well, you know, 
Orton said he was going to step aside and not have, uh, you know, not fight Bray Wyatt. Well, yeah, come on. But now, you know, and then they're setting up this battle royal for next week. But then it's back. The, the word is still Randy Orton will find his way into that main event somehow. So, yeah. like, I don't know if it really. No, that, that's, that's the marketing you do. Come on. You're, right. you're, you're better than that. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, though. It's, it, it's a weird way to. It, it's, it's very odd to pull, to get him to pull himself out of the match than to put him right back in it, right? Yeah. So, I don't know how it's going well, to play Well, it's, it's story building. So, right. but here, so here's the other thing that, here's, now, if it's, if it's my turn to talk, I really appreciate what you said about John Cena, and, uh, you know, it made, made me kind of realize this, is that, you know, the whole criticism we have of Cena, um, and we didn't even talk about this, was, but was Superman Cena, right? Where he just squashed people left and right, and I'm trying to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. But what I do want to say is that when John Cena's in a match now, if he loses or if he wins, no, it, it makes the WWE Universe great. What I'm trying to say is that the matches he's had over the past three or four months have been good matches because there is an element that he could lose and he could do the job for someone. And what I'm saying is that I think if he would have done that in his prime where he could he could lose some and he could win some to, to make another star, to make someone as good as he is, I mean, look what he's done. Look what he's done for AJ Styles. And I'm not saying that he's the sole reason. He's the reason why AJ Styles is so good, but he has helped AJ Styles be legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has helped Kevin Owens be legitimate. I mean, the the match the matches that he had with Kevin Owens, like the first one he did when he quote unquote did the job and then buried Kevin Owens after that. If he would have if he would have lost that feud with Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens would have been a, a a much bigger figure right now. I mean, he's still big. Don't get me wrong, but it it it, it w- there would have been a doldrum in between stuff where, you know, I have to wait eight more months for Kevin Owens to, to do what he needs to do. That's the biggest problem that I have, is, and that's what I can't, this is why I've never liked Cena, is that everything's there for you. Everything's there for him. I mean, everything was there for him. He was given everything, but if, if he would have done business the right way, right, or, what, you know, right. the, to say the old cliche, what's, what's right for business or what's good for business, he could have made a ton of more stars. I think, I think his feud with CM Punk could have been a really great feud, where where they're going back and forth, and and I, and I really think, in in that type of mindset or in, in that type of environment where he's dropping a lot to CM Punk and CM Punk is coming back, I don't care who wins that feud because the winner the the real winners and all that. If you look at these CM Punk and, and John Cena matches now, they hold up and they're good matches. And it's not all CM Punk. A lot of it has to do with John Cena. I'll say the exact same thing with AJ Styles. The AJ Styles matches have been really good. The Elimination Chamber was really good, and I think Cena was a big part of that. But that's the problem that I have with this guy. Is it's missed opportunity with this guy. You know, if John Cena would have done the jobs for some people, maybe Daniel Bryan doesn't suffer so many concussions. Maybe, maybe CM Punk is still in the company because he was he wouldn't have to fight with corporate all the time. So, there's this element where I feel that there was a big uh, there was a big hole in the back room. Yeah. And he and he could have let in the, he could have let out on TV and he could have let in the back room yeah. to make the company better. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna like take a couple of names and kind of try to. Don't know. don't don't start with Tyler Rex. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> um, or uh, or what's his name? What's that name? No, nah, there's another guy that uh, Alex Riley. He has like um. He has a beef with John. He's Cena? He's a big beef with John Cena, and um, he basically said that that John Cena like completely buried him backstage, and then. I think he, I think he, he's hinting that Cena was basically the reason why he got buried, um, but he's trying to make it in Hollywood, so he keeps saying like, you know, because 
because like my agents tell me I can't tell this story because I think I think his concern is that Cena would now try to bury him in Hollywood. But uh, but he says I I I promise someday I'll tell the whole story. So not, not I'm, I'm no Alex Riley Mark whatsoever. But just uh, and you brought up Tyler Rex and it made me think of Riley's story. No um so part of the reason why WWE has has been as stagnant as it's been for the last several years is because they have not had the ability to really try to create new stars. And I think a lot of that you can directly attribute to John Cena, exactly like you're saying. And I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest misses, one of the biggest uh, things that we're going to lose out on and, and is what Dolph Ziggler really could have been. Now, now full disclosure, I, I am a Dolph Ziggler mark. Okay, but Dolph Ziggler was on that precipice for two years where where he was ready to explode, like people wanted to get behind him as like a legitimate world champion, and it was all there for him. He had the ability. His his ring work was 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 number one in the company, pretty much, if not right up there. And he did have a a, a couple of decent matches with Cena. But if Cena really had allowed him to elevate and take off, that's another star you could have created. And 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 that's what we miss. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what constitutes a generation in wrestling. But maybe not a full generation, but like um, a, maybe at least a five-year period of where you could have been building up legitimate stars. And it's not all John Cena's fault, right? It's it's coupled by the fact that the company as a crutch for WrestleMania continues to go back to Undertaker or Batista or Goldberg or bringing all these other guys out. But there's also internally, you know, if John Cena was the guy that was there day in and day out, he would be the one, you know throughout the year to build up a guy to be a superstar that would say, okay, at Mania, we know this guy is a big-time player, and we don't have to go and get a Dave Bautista or, or something like that. So I think at this point, now, because he is kind of transitioning out, he is now doing the business to help some of these new guys coming up through NXT and um, these guys that are coming in from the independents and, and allow them to get a bigger name because he's not there all the time, and he, I think he sees, I think he sees the end of the line, maybe not necessarily soon, but at some point in the next five years, let's say. So, so is, is is this where like John D. Rockefeller, like you know, is he like John D. Rockefeller and like going to babies and giving them candy and stuff? I mean, is this kind of like, is is it a case where he's doing it now, so he so people remember will remember him in a different way instead of being like the guy that shut down careers and. See, I think he's got enough of the the lore of WWE behind him that, you know, there, there's enough sheep out there that are never going to call him on stuff like that. But I think that, I think when he was, he, when he was doing nothing but wrestling and had no other options, then it was in his best interest to hold that top spot at all costs at all times. Now that he knows he's going to be here for a couple months and then he's going to be out filming a movie and then he's going to be back, I think he knows that, that if that show is going to sustain itself, that it needs to have its own real stars. And for, and even it could be self-preservation. When he comes back, he's going to need guys that are top guys to face. And he needs to, at least when he is there and then about to leave, he needs to kind of leave with that impression that AJ Styles is, is a big-time talent or that there's a Bray Wyatt there that's, that's worthwhile fighting when he comes back. So, I mean, if, if you look at it then, what, what you're saying is that if he doesn't make it in Hollywood, which he's not going to... Um, we're in a holding pattern with this guy, right? Well, I mean, but still yet, either way, I mean, he's not going to be able to continue to, to wrestle forever. Um, and I think, I mean, I don't think that 
it'll ever make it to like the rock levels of being a Hollywood star. But I think that he's got a different path. Like, pe- like people like him, right? For whatever reason, he he has a mainstream appeal. I think what I find interesting for him of all the jobs that he does outside is like that he hosts uh, whatever like morning talk shows. He has that Michael Strahan crossover appeal, and I think that like if you can be kind of that like kind of kind of goofy cornball got like good looking guy that you know that the that the soccer moms at home like to see in the morning while they're drinking their coffee. That's something. I mean that's something that that he can he can build his brand through more so than trying to be a movie star because I don't think he has the chops to do that. But uh, but those avenues are there for him right now, and you know more power to him like that. Like good for him that you know he can find that niche because you know w- whether I care about him as a performer or not. I mean it's a taxing career to have on your body, and, and you can't do it forever. And if he sees that there, you know, is a mortality in this that he's gonna go part time. And you know, another thing too is, I mean, you see, even guy, a guy like Goldberg, who doesn't step in the ring for 12 years, just the fact that he's never there when he comes back, even though people don't even know who the hell he is and he's not good, people go nuts. Brock Lesnar as a part timer, right? It builds the attraction, and so maybe he's also realizing the less I'm on TV, then the more impactful it becomes when I come back. But in order for it to be impactful, there has to be some stars there for him to face when he comes back. And by having an AJ Styles, by building a, a Dean Ambrose, by building a Bray Wyatt, then then it makes for feuds that can be considered high profile when he does make his comeback. So, I mean, well, let's go to AJ Styles then, right? I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're having a, a John Cena conversation where it doesn't quickly devolve into... I was just bagging on the guy. I mean, I can do that if you want. Oh, yeah, we, 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 we can do it too. Uh, the, 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 the final thought I want to say on Cena is, is that, to me, Cena's always been forced. He's always been a forced top guy. And whatever appeal that he had, it's like, it's like Bobby the Brain Heenan and Red Rooster, right? Yeah, he might have had appeal, but he was never as good as the top guys that had appeal. Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. I mean, he, he didn't have, he never had that appeal that he was trying to get. He was never the packaged baby face that the WWE tried to push off on people. Um, because not not everybody liked him. I mean, like you take you, you take a guy like Hulk Hogan, right? Like Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan in this day and age. Well, let's not do that. But Hulk. yeah, we're gonna get to that. Um, but Hulk Hogan had crossover appeal across all ages. Even if you didn't like Hulk Hogan, like towards the end of Hulk Hogan's run, me and you didn't necessarily like him. But if he won, we didn't really care because he he was an attraction. He put on you know he he could put on a good show. He couldn't wrestle, but his his charisma was there that it it transcended everything he did. I re- I've always felt that John Cena was a package deal that that never quite sold, and and you're you're it's a bo- he's a bogo item. Um, but what what's sad about the whole thing is that you know there's a lot of people that will talk bad about Flair, right? Like you know Flair Flair's trying to hold on to his position, you know, and but when it was all said and done, it's like look how many people that Flair's done the job for now. You could say that, like, guys that Flair did the job for, Flair knew that these guys wouldn't, you know, once they got the title, they wouldn't do anything about it. Um, but, you know, he did have a couple guys that he thought could take the take the reins. One of them was Barry Windham, um, which, you know, and that was, like, during the biggest turmoil of WCW. The other guy was Sting. And if Sting doesn't get hurt, I think Sting's a megastar. I mean, Sting, Sting was a big star, but if Sting doesn't get hurt at that time during his championship run where he tears his knee out, 
Um, I think we, we were looking at, you know, he passed the torch on to Sting is the right guy to pass the torch on to because it, it was wrestler-based, right? It was like the, the wrestlers, like, they're the ones that made the decision for the most part in WCW. Um, I, know, I, I know you're not a big fan of Sting, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, because you never saw Sting before he got hurt. I mean, it was... Well, like... But what? But the, 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 the main, the main thing, the main thing, I, the main thing I want to say is that, is that, you know, you, you talk about a sixteen-time champion with Ric Flair, and sixteen-time champion for Ric Flair means a whole lot more than a sixteen-time champion for John Cena, um, just because Ric Flair has faced the top guys, he's lost the top guys. John Cena, to me, really, you know, towards the last third of his career, he started losing to maybe you could say top guys, but he squashed everybody else. And, and he kind of ran the same route as Hulk Hogan where he picked a guy every month to beat up on and then go to the next program. So that's what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, with, with everything that's going on, is like I think John Cena was a wasted opportunity. I think if John Cena stood up for himself more and didn't buy into the, buy into the machine of what WWE was, I think they're in a lot better place. They're, they're, they're in a decent place now, but I think you could have still have some top stars that wouldn't have left in frustration, and that's the biggest problem I have with John Cena. Yeah, I think you, I think you would have built more main event guys um, through the past five years or so and there wouldn't have been it, it's kind of, it was a chicken and the egg kind of situation right you could have built more guys um, and then you know maybe <laughs> then maybe the problem becomes in Cena doesn't become the the quote legend that he becomes because there's these other guys that he has to face but I know, think he would have been more of a legend because right. well, I think he, yeah. Uh, yeah and that's what I'm, I, I think you know I think that's one of the reasons why we look back on the Attitude Era so fondly. I mean, it had a lot of bad elements to it, okay, but you had, like, um, you have no less than four guys that that were built up to be, like, mega, mega stars at that time, right? You got, like, The Rock was a mega star at that time. You got Stone Cold became a mega star at that time. Um, Triple H became a mega star at that time. Like, you can argue fully... Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. maybe right behind there, and then you want to take a look at say guys that became like second tier stars. Look at a Chris Benoit. You look Jericho. at a Chris Jericho. Edge. Edge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Eddie Guerrero was right on that. You know, right on that path to being that. Um, and so, and you can argue any one of those guys are legitimate like top tier stars. They, I'll say they're second tier stars, even though I prefer them to a lot of yeah. those guys I put at the top tier. Um, but you had the building of what eight to ten. I'm sure we're li- we're forgetting a couple other guys too. But you had at any point in time any combination of those eight guys I just mentioned could be a main of- could have main evented WrestleMania and no one would bat an eye. And you you fell off with that when you went to the like monolithic star that was gonna hold everybody down. Um, the other thing too is while he did lose to guys like he he would lose to Edge, but. As I always maintain, Edge was over before he had this feud with Cena, and there were there wasn't any guys like Sheamus was the first guy that I ever remember John Cena truly putting over as saying like here was a guy that never did anything before and then he comes out of nowhere and beats John Cena, and that was like the one guy until you know maybe Kevin Owens, but he ended up kind of burying him. And well, Sheamus got buried too. Right, but yeah. he but he. He had a sustained run right at the beginning before. It wasn't like John Cena came back yeah, and beat yeah. him at, in like in a, in, in a month, right? It, like he had like maybe a six month run until John Cena got the comeuppance, and that that was fine. It was fine to do it that way. So let's so let's say this, because I think 
while we're talking about seeing this whole time, I think a person that has helped him a lot to achieve what we're talking about now, I think a lot of it has to do with AJ Styles as well. And especially with the Elimination Chamber, I'm watching AJ Styles going like, man, like this guy, this guy can work. And, and, I, and I always knew that AJ Styles could work, but he's really, fa- he's really on, he's really found his niche in terms of what he does. Where, you know, he, he's working, he, he's he's the best worker in the ring. And I never thought I'd say that about AJ Styles. He's the best worker in the re- ring, and he, he embraces that role. And he still finds a way to like, show someone up during the match without trying to show them up. I, 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 his work over the past three, four months, um, you know, he keeps on going this way. And, uh, you know, if, if he gets the right kind of push or, or if storyline plays it the right way, if, if, they, if they take care of AJ the way that they're supposed to, I think this guy is, is going to be, I mean, he already is a big star, but I think he can be like a major star for any company. Do you think that um, the long-term play, if you want to make him the top like this top guy is to have him have that really successful run as a babyface, and and what I'm kind of getting at is, could could he get the run that Daniel Bryan didn't get? Um, I don't, I, I don't. <laughs> it's funny that I'm saying this. I don't think he has the charisma of 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 um, of uh, Brian. I'm going to say Brian Danielson. Um, I don't think he has the charisma of him. And the reason why AJ works is because you're not putting AJ in a role. You know, you're letting him be, you're letting, you're just letting him be who he is right now without saying like he has to be the major heel. He has to be the, the top baby face. I right. think, I, th- I think he, I think if you, if you go, to, if you tell AJ Styles that he has to be the top heel, I think he passes with flying colors. I think if you tell him to be like the top baby face, I think he falls flat on his face. But the, okay, but the, if you look at the way he is right now, He's not super heelish. I mean, he he tells the truth. I mean, he gets food essentially because he's going against John Cena, but he still gets a ton of support behind him. So maybe in in sort of the way that um, the Roman Reigns character was when he was kind of gray, um, if he, or even the way that Seth Rollins has been recently, like you allow him to be a babyface without making like this like overt announcement that hey, it's babyface. Um, AJ and he stays true to what what his character is for the most part, um, but but you start facing him consistently against guys that are known to be heels. Um, could he get that monster push? I think he could get the groundswell of support. And I'm not I'm not saying don't I'm not saying play him um, the way you played Daniel Bryan, but I'm saying he could get that natural groundswell of support from the fans. And if you play him. As a babyface, just in terms of that he's going against the heels, um, I think he could get a, a, a monster babyface push that a lot of people would get behind. I, I think the only I think the only guy in the WWE system right now that can get a monster babyface push, and it would work 100 percent is Nakamura. I think everybody else when you're talking about Seth Rollins, and I think Finn Balor as as well. I think Sami Zayn could too. I you know Sammy, Sa- Sammy. So Sammy. I would, think he's limited, but I think he could I, get that. No, I, I don't think he's limited, but I think character uh, personality wise. I, I, think. I think he would need to get the big WWE corporate machine push, yeah. which I think and and I think when the WWE is on when when they hit hit it right and they've hit it right a lot of times. You know, you, you talk about mankind. There's no way mankind should have been as big as he was, but the WWE knew how to play him with. AJ Styles, like I look at AJ Styles and I look at Dean Ambrose, very similar, right? Um, 
you know, the, the thing about AJ is that when he was playing the baby face, it wasn't forced. When he played a heel, it wasn't forced. He was he just fit in those roles naturally. Um, and I think they should keep it like that because the guy that I can most compare him to is a Dean Ambrose. Like when Dean Ambrose was playing a heel, he played it very well, but he wasn't over the top. I mean, he wasn't like this over the top heel. He was just like in your face. I'm going to talk a lot of trash and give you something that you that I ha- you haven't seen in a long time. When they try to make him a baby face and like really get behind him, it fell flat. Right. And and, that, and that's just kind of like the whole thing. I and mean, you can say the same thing about Roman Reigns as well. I think we're we're in an era of wrestling now where you where you're not going to have the the slick baby face a hundred percent. Now I'm going to temper that with NXT with the way they work. Um, that's the type of star that they that they build. They build the monster heel. They build a monster face, and it you know it hasn't translated yet. It'd be very interesting to see how. I think Nakamura. I think you can put babyface all over Nakamura, and I think Nakamura would blow the roof off of everyone to the point where I might not like him as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm always gonna like Nakamura because it's like it's like we feel like we found the guy like in New Japan, even though there's people that knew him way before we did. With AJ Styles, with the work that he's doing, just let him be himself. I mean, just just right. You know, you let. I know that they don't want great characters because it's hard to write. But these guys are not even great characters. It's it's like a new kind of definition of what because these guys aren't great. They're not they're not a bad guy trying to be cool or or funny. They're not a good guy trying to be bad. It's like they're just being who they are. And I think in this day day and age when you have social media, when you have podcasts, I think that's what people relate to the most now. It's like you listen to these people on on podcasts. These wrestlers are on podcasts, and you see them going like, like man, like how can you can't be that way? you know, on screen, you right. know, because, because you would sell. And I think they're starting to re- realize that a little bit. But you, but you understand, that's, that's what I'm saying about it as... Are we saying the same thing? I'm saying that if you make AJ Styles that kind of baby face, I think that's the kind of baby face But But you, you, get, you did say Daniel Bryan, though. And, and I'm not, but I, I'm, I, I compare, I'm comparing it to Daniel Bryan, not in saying that the WWE should force him to be the Daniel Bryan character. I'm saying that if you let AJ Styles, will he become like a Daniel? I think like he will get the, the support of the crowd in the same. Um, Here, amount. Yeah, yeah. I, he's I, not, yeah. Even as a even as him being a heel, he's got probably I'd say sixty five percent of yeah. the crowd is cheering for him anyway. Well, I, and all I, I'm saying is you have him be the same guy he is, but instead of him going against baby faces, he's going against heels. I think he'll get easily ninety plus percent of that crowd all all about him and. And that would be the kind of support I'm kind of comparing yeah. to that that Daniel Bryan, um, just crowd exuberance. I I don't think I don't see any anybody on the horizon right now that's going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think Daniel Bryan it, it was organic because With you like, know he in the well, yeah well he he started he said no I, Daniel Bryan deserved it no, no I know no, what yeah I mean. yeah I I was I was alluding to Flash in the pan. Um, no, I mean, Daniel Bryan had a, I mean, he did that no chant, right? And the whole thing was like, nobody told him to do it. Mm-hmm. He just did it, you know, and then it, it caught on, and then he turned it into a yes, and then, and all of a sudden, the, the WWE had to sit there and recognize what this guy was doing. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan, nobody ever expected that out, out from him. Same thing with, like, CM Punk. Nobody expected CM Punk to do what he did. I mean, it was like, you had these two guys, and you probably have one of the best mic guys in... You know, well, he's the best Mike guy in our generation with with CM Punk in terms of not our generation, but in terms of this this era right now that we're watching. And then you, and then you have and and I think when you have that guy, that guy is so good on the mic, 
And then you have this guy that's so good in the ring and is doing stuff that has never been done before in the ring, and it got old. Don't don't get me wrong, but both these guys came from the same the same school of thought. They came from the same indie system, and they just utilized that indie system. And like one, you have, you have a guy that that talked a lot of trash, and he and and he was allowed to back it up in the WWE, and people got behind that. And then then you had this guy with this, with this big indie swell, that people got, and it was fine. Like someone they could they could relate to. AJ to me doesn't have that indie swell because he was in TNA. He was a flagship for TNA for a long time, and then and then he went to New Japan and busted and got his chops in New New Japan. And he doesn't become who he is right now without being in New Japan, mm-hmm. because in TNA he failed so much in TNA because they tried to be, make him a, a certain thing. So, you know, it, this is a different era of wrestling. You know, I mean, it, and it's it's a good era of wrestling, um, but at the same time, you know what? I'll tell you this though, it's like, and I don't mean to be negative about this, but it's a lot of fast forwarding too. Like you know, I do a lot of fast forwarding um, because it's like you know, especially like with Raw, it's like okay, it's the same thing. Oh, you know, New Day is going to come out, blah 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 blah, but what whatever it is. So that's where we're at, you know. And and I, and I thought the Kevin Owens bit, you know, with 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 uh, with Chris Jericho, it was good. It was unexpected. I, I liked it. But I, but but I think they're you know I I think the reason why I like it is I think they're gonna I don't think that, I mean I think this is this is a this is an act you know it's a I don't think this is gonna be like I think you know Jericho's they're gonna find a way to to double cross someone or or whatever they're gonna, they're gonna come back together it, yeah I think they are but if they don't you know whatever but I think you know the payoff if they do come back together is gonna be really good yeah I mean I, I really like that thing I like the whole last hour of Raw um, and that segment was a big part of it um, I thought. I, I want that. I want that painting, dude. <laughs> you want the painting, not, the, the, not the statue. No, not the statue. Mm-hmm. The, the the painting was tight, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was really well done. Like Jericho showed his full range. Like, I mean, just over the top. Like, um, game show host. Like when he came down the with with all the ladies and stuff, just super cheesy, but like worked perfectly. I think Jericho showed like, you know, all facets of facets of his range, and even that part at the end when he kind of broke down and got serious and was like, you know this run really meant a lot to me. Like, and there was a lot of truth in what he was yeah. saying. Like, and, and, and it came across that way too. And it set up the, the double cross even more. So, um, you know, I don't know that, I don't know, um, because, you know, most of the reports would suggest that they're going to be fighting each other at WrestleMania. Um, so I don't know that they're going to get back together. But, um, again, we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. It's been a great run for Jericho. And, like, if that was the ending of this run, you you want to see the title put on at least like one more time? I'd love, I'd love to see him get a real run as at being the world champion one more time before he retires. I think he deserves that. Um, I think he I think he really really deserves that. Um, so I don't mean I I, th- I don't think he's gonna get it in this current run. You know I think it's gonna come to an end. He's gonna go do his Fozzie thing for a while and then he'll come back again. So if this is the end of this iteration, this last year plus of what Jericho has become, he, he he did a great job at it, and and it was a fitting end. It was a good end to to uh, what that what that story and what that character has been. It, it it was nice to get to know Chris Jericho again. It, it was nice to see Chris Jericho as the way that we remembered him, um, where I thought his his the stuff that he did with Big Show uh, was was really was really. I thought it was really good, really, 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 really good. good. Um, I don't screw him, Charlie. Uh, 
but I really I I like that run. But it was his heel run. Like you know, he's like he's like okay, I'm gonna be like this heel, without trying to be funny. I'm just gonna be a straight heel. He did a great job at that. This this run here, you know, it, it was really kind of it wasn't in focus, and I, and about halfway through this run, I'm going like, dude, I'm like really, I'm like dude, I'm like who cares about Chris Jericho anymore? It's like it's like you know, it's like you you you're. I care. Well, I, no, but. But the whole thing is, like, it's not the Chris Jericho that I remember, and I just right. felt like, you know, okay, he's a good guy just to be a good guy. You know, he comes out with that stupid jacket, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, you know, but, but you're, you don't, you're not backing that up. You know, like before, you're able to back all that stuff up with, with your mic work, this, that, and this, and, like, your stuff is getting, you know, you're old. You know, your, your stuff is getting old. And um, it was nice to, to have him innovate with a Kevin Owens and then become, like, this huge, like, heel character, but... A character, you know, you want to talk about the great character. He, you know, he is like the great character, and it's really if you, if you think about it, when he really Jericho first came into his own, it's that same character. It's like he was a bad guy, but he was so innovative that you liked him. And this was the exact same thing. It's like you know, you're supposed to hate Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, but you ended up liking these two guys because they're doing things that we haven't seen before. And it was nice to get to know the, know that Chris. It was nice for people to see that Jericho. Maybe this is the first time they see this type of Jericho, and if that's what they're going to remember him for, that's like the first instance that they remember him. And then when anything he does after that, they're like, oh yeah, but remember like when he first started, man, he was really good. And it's kind of like the same thing with The Rock, right? Like when The Rock first started his heel, it's like, yeah, you like The Rock now, but man, when The Rock was the heel, and and he was this great heel, like that's that's the best thing you've ever seen. Jericho to me has gotten to that point already. And that's what he always, he's always had, and now he's realizing it again. Yeah, and then the, the one other thing that I think was true to what he's been doing over the last several years when he's kind of been, you know, a part-timer in and out is the in the other runs, you know, he'd come in and, and he'd try to have a feud with, with Ziggler to elevate him. He'd try to have a feud with Fandango and let Fandango get over, right? Uh, so, and it was always about, like, finding a way to try to get some opponent over and then he'd leave, right? This time, instead of finding a way to get an opponent over, you know, he really, he really played like the second, you know, he played the sidekick to Kevin Owens. I mean, he, he dominated a lot of segments, but, you know, his real intent there was to try to elevate Kevin Owens and help Kev, Kevin Owens get over as this universal champion, and he did an excellent job. And, you know, you don't usually see a guy of Chris Jericho's stature you know, be the kind of enhancement guy to get his buddy over. But he really did, because that's, I mean, that's what, like, those feuds are made for. Like, the way feuds like this play out 99% of the time is Jericho has to get jealous because Owens is a champion, he's getting all the accolades. But he was completely content to, you know, run interference for him, let 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 Owens be the guy. Let, same let, thing as their title. And, yeah, and yeah. let him get the, and let him have all the accolades and, and uh, so he just did it in a, again in a really innovative way, and, and I just like the whole everything about that run. So if if it's over, uh, I'm sad that it is, but I, I appreciate it, and I thought it was a great run. All right, so we talked about three major things without really talking about them. We were able to to discuss it in different ways. I so ha- I have a, a a new segment I want to introduce too. Okay, well, so well you I, want, I, I'm doing I'm doing the seg- a new segment that I'm introducing as well. We're we're, do- we're all doing segments. We're, go, gonna, we're gonna do go. segments back to back to back, uh, which the 49ers couldn't do. Um, but uh, since the Ultimate Warrior was so real, well received by the eight people that listened to our podcast last week, um, I want to do a running segment on on Ultimate Warrior and his oh. promos. Okay. So here, here we go. Let's see if uh, let's see if my production skills are up. Which I don't think they are. 
So, of course, when, you know, it, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. At least I can talk my way out of it. Discuss with the World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan. First of all, what happened tonight? Ultimate what Warrior. What happened tonight was already written, Hulk Hogan. It was written a long time ago when the Warriors that came before me and you yes, all do it. Now what we must do is beyond us, Hulk Hogan. I stood with my back to you, Hulk Hogan. And I knew you were not dumb. You're but Hulk Hogan, when I looked into your eyes, I saw walls, walls filled with fear. I thought you said oars. For you, Hulk Hogan, at Royal Rumble. Did you say Red Rumble? I needed no partners. Every man stands by himself. Talking about the Royal Rumble. You still do not understand. You still have mistrust. I need not your protection, Hulk Hogan. Look on the wall at the Joe Lewis Arena. The warriors that could not come have attached themselves to the outer structure, Hulk Hogan. They're seeping through, dealing me, feeding me with the power to survive. They ride on my back. Hey, maybe there's a couple glory holes back there. Not you, Hulk Hogan. And if you look closer, you will notice red and yellow, the colors of Hulkamania. Hulkamaniacs, they're questioning. Do you have, Hulk Hogan, what it takes to be the most powerful force in the entire universe? Hulk Hogan, look at me, Hulk Hogan. Look at me. Without the pain, Hulk Hogan. The desire to withstand the pain and give you the utmost in battle and combat at WrestleMania 6 still stands. The mic singing his whole face up on the TV. I thought you were the one. I get the impression that we've got a loose cannon on our hands, ladies and gentlemen, with the Ultimate Warrior. We're going to be back with James Buster Douglas right after this. Buster Douglas probably cuts a better <laughs> promo. Gene was very good in there. Um, like a couple just moments where Warrior's going off and he like just kind of interjects himself. Like it got to be really difficult to try to conduct an interview uh, when that that raving lunatic is just going off about God knows what. He reminds me a lot of Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that I think that's what it comes down to. It if if. If Ultimate Warrior was alive right now, he sh- he could be the press secretary for Donald Trump. Yeah, he he could in- introduce him and stuff because they're they're, they're telling the same <laughs> they're telling like the same like he what, what does he say you know like there's a bunch of warriors that came before them and somehow they're supposed to get the power from the warriors that came before like what warriors are he what, what warriors is he talking about? I mean, is it like George Washington or maybe uh, I'm not Genghis Khan? <laughs> I, I don't get it. Uh, in the immortal words of Rick James, <laughs> cocaine hell of a drug. Man. Cocaine hell of a drug. All right. Um, yeah, that, that was. Uh... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, that's bad. <laughs> I, it's, it's hard to comment on a, on an Ultimate Warrior promo. Well, I, I think they need to be. I, I think. I think we need to. Re- if if we don't talk about the Ultimate Warrior promos, then. Another Ultimate Warrior is gonna rear his ugly head somewhere down the line. So we we got to show what how bad this was. 
And I remember, I remember actually watching this because I think it was Buster Douglas with uh, before they started the Macho Man feud with Buster Douglas or whatever. And I, and I remember just sitting there going like, you know, what the heck is this guy doing? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And like, I'm supposed to be in. I mean, I never liked the Ultimate Warrior in the first place, but then he kind of reaffir- reaffirmed the way I felt about him because there was a time that you liked him, and there was probably a, a time like maybe. Maybe I liked Ultimate Warrior the first match I ever saw him because I've just never seen anybody like that. Mm-hmm. But then, but when he started going against big name guys or or guys that knew actually knew how to wrestle like like Rick Rude, I'm just going like, dude, like Rick Rude's so much better. And uh, you know, it, it was a reaffirmation of of how much of my dislike for Ultimate Warrior because I thought he sucked. And then when he started when they started giving him mic time, I, I thought it was even, when they started giving yeah, him I mic time belong be uh, mic time extended beyond. The Saturday night, pro- the Saturday morning promos, because Saturday morning promos, you, I mean, they were just dumb. Yeah. You know, but when when he had to like start carrying feuds and, and building up feuds with these type of promos, I just I just didn't get it. Yeah, and you can tell he definitely went to the uh, the the Brutus the Barber Beefcake school of uh, uh, you gotta whisper a little bit and then you yell into the microphone. Yeah, but, but for the warriors. <laughs> uh, I, I like how the warriors. I, I want to know how the Warriors are feeding him through the walls. That's what, that's what I really wanted to know. And feeling him. They're feeling him through the walls and feeding him through the walls. And, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there, maybe there's, there's a porn site possibility there, you know? Yeah. Warriors hole or something like that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. I, I'm just saying. It could be. I ain't going to touch that with the 10-foot pole. But the Warrior will. And the Warrior will. <laughs> Feed me. Him and Ryback. Yeah. Me more. <laughs> Alright. Um, okay, so. the doors down. Okay. Um, so, this is going to be inspired from a segment that we did probably many years ago. Many, many years ago. I don't even know what the, the segment's going to be. Right. Um, we had like one like mini segment where we kind of bandied about. Bandied about? A couple of different spots that we really didn't like. Yeah, it was never really established. Right. Yeah. And um, I want to bring that bo- that back. You want to bring gonna, it back. So we're, but we just, I thought like, what the way we left it is every once in a while we might just kind of off off the cup, bring up a couple of you know spots spots that we didn't like. So this segment is going forward is going to be known now as low spots. Okay, and these are bad spots that are constantly done in wrestling that need to be eliminated and make zero or make zero sense or all the above okay, okay. so um, I'm gonna bring out this one which I saw at least a couple of times this past week and it manifests itself in one or two different ways okay so you have you have some baby face that kind of gets the heel into the corner and just starts unloading like a series of punch after punch after punch to where the referee decides he needs to now step in and separate them, right? So as soon as he goes in and separates them, and he like puts like all his might into pulling the baby face off of the guy, and then as immediately as he as he does that, the heel just punches punches the guy or thumbs in the eye or does something right in front of the referee, and the referee now all of a sudden is powerless to do anything. Like you've spent all this energy pulling pulling the baby face off of the heel because he was. He exceeded your five count, and he's breaking the rule, right? And in doing so, you've allowed the heel to now thumb this guy in the eye or break a rule. Why don't you turn around and stop that heel and let the baby face recover like you were just trying to do to the heel? It makes no sense to me. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. So get rid of the referee entirely. <laughs> right. I no, 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 no. Well, I'm saying don't don't get in the middle of that. It's it's just it's just lazy. It's lazy storytelling, right? Right. It's you know? lazy. Yeah, because you know, and if it happened once in a while, I mean, okay, yeah, you know, this doesn't happen too often. But when it happens like two, three times a week, like it, it's like. Well, it's it's lazy on both accounts because if the heel does it in a way where the referee can see it well, then you're not doing your job as a heel, right? It's like, that's like a perfect spot for you to do something underhanded without the rep seeing it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, to, to me, really kind of makes makes a wrestler in terms of if, if the wrestler can distract um, the referee and, and get away with it. I mean, that's a spot I, I used to love to see back in the late 80s and early 90s was that I could tell what a really good ring, a ring technician or, or a ring wrestler, a guy that's been around the block a couple of times, where... He could do something like that where he would pull, the, you know, the referee would pull the baby face off and then the, the heel would, like, just totally, like, jump on the referee, like, complaining or whatever it is. And then while the ref turns away, then ding, you know, the, the, he does something underhanded. Mm-hmm. And, and I just love the machinations of that. So it, it, just, it just shows kind of the degradation of what wrestling is to, to some small part. You don't have these old ring veterans that can do that stuff and learn that stuff learn that through the trade by watching someone else just like hanging on in some territory and the only thing they can do now is out is is to tell a story a non physical story mm-hmm. by you know and, and get the crowd behind them by doing that. It's a it's a lost art. Yeah. Okay, there's, there's another variation of this this same thing that are, are you gonna have enough to like carry the segment like every week? Yeah, because this is a this is essentially the same the same spot. Okay. Just done a different way. You just harp on the referees today. Um yes. And I'm busting your balls yes. about too. Um, and this one, I'm trying. I know I saw it in the, in the Divas match. It was the the Mickey James match against Becky Lynch. And so they're having they're having a decent match, and then the referee throws. Oh, not not the referee. Sorry, you got me talking about refs now. Uh, Becky Lynch throws Mickey James out, and then she feigns this shoulder injury. Right. So she's trying to come in the ring, and now the referees, and then Becky Lynch wants to pursue, which she should. Um, but but Becky Lynch is on the ground holding her, uh, Mickey yeah, James Mickey on the ground James. holding her shoulder. So the referee now all of a sudden is going to try to stop Becky Lynch from attacking. Okay, this is a freaking wrestling match. It, the point is to injure the other person. So why would you all of a sudden stop Becky Lynch for from pursuing this assault, whether Mickey James is hurt or not? Okay, that makes no sense to me. Okay, that goes against everything that wrestling is supposed to be. Um, and then so he he spends five minutes. I'm exaggerating with the five minutes. That's 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 hyperbole, but he spends a, a lot of time pushing. That's, that's the epitome yeah. of hyperbole. Yes, pushing um, Becky Lynch back and then checking on Mickey's shoulder, and she's complaining about her shoulder, and then he'll stop and push Becky away, and then again as as soon as and so he set, spent all this time, like, checking up on Mickey James's injury, and then um, just all of a sudden out of nowhere she jumps up and like. Hits hits Becky Lynch and gets a roll up, and then oh like oh she yeah, jumps up and she gives her like the kick to the head and gets the pin. It's like okay, if you were willing to try to hold back Becky Lynch from attacking for that long, and then you now all of a sudden see this underhanded tactic from the other side, why don't you then push Mickey James off and like let let Becky recover right? If you're going to be a, an impartial referee, it makes no sense that you're just like I'm just going to hamper the the the, the baby face. Uh, for like five minutes, and then as soon as the the heel does something obvious right in front of me, then I'm just going, oh well, what can I do? And the referee even had this like, 
look at his face like, oh, I really don't want to count this three, but there's nothing I can <laughs> nothing do now. Nothing I can do. Right. It's like, well, you, 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 you could do something when you didn't want Becky Lynch to attack, but now all of a sudden your hands are tied. It, it's just, it's, it's weak. Yeah. It, it's, the same, it's the same spot done a different way, but I just think it's, it's overdone, like, beyond control. Well, it's just, it's just, it's just bad matchmaking, right? Yeah. I mean, it, that, that has a lot to do with the agent. It has a lot to do, to do with the performers as well. And to tell you the truth, like, um, you know, it, I have a lot of problems with Becky Lynch, and, and I think that's one of them. I think the reason why I have so many problems with her is because I, I, I get those, that, that stupid carny act, you know, of, of that, of just like, oh, you know, I, there's no way, other way to tell a story. Instead of, like, providing, like, five minutes of really solid wrestling during that time, I'm going to waste your time by, by doing this. And that's, that, you know, and it's just kind of that whole, like, baby, you know, the baby face, I can't do anything, and woe is me type character. Mm-hmm. I just get really tired of it. But in fairness, I don't think that's necessarily necessarily her fault. I'm not saying it's her fault, right. but, but that's she, why she, it, she it's does hurting, she it's does hurting a, your she, enjoyment of watching she, her match. She does enough of it, though. Right, yeah. Every, every Becky Lynch match, okay, I'd say 85% of Becky Lynch matches has some stupid spot in there like that, mm-hmm. where, where I have to sit there and, and, and go, like, oh, my God, like, it's so unfair. It's like, dude, you know, like... If, if if you can't perform, if you can't if you can't lose on your own merits, or you know, or take a fall, and and if you need a reason, you know, and and I'm not saying it's all our fault, you know, maybe they want to make, and this is something I want to talk about in the future too, of making someone look strong. If this is their way of making her look strong, because she hasn't lost like straight up to someone because something always always underhand happens, then then it then it messes up the product. Not only does it mess mess her up, it messes up her opponent as well. Right. And the only difference that here is that Mickey James can stand on her own. Right. But if you have Bliss, it makes Bliss look bad, dude. You know, like the, 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 those series of like three matches where Mickey James was was in a costume and stuff, that was just stupid. And it was just a really, you know, it was just they're just really dumb matches where where I felt that you could have those three matches and you could have Mickey James come in, but you don't have to you don't have to do it where it's like you know they're playing mind games on her, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. And I think you know without getting into it too much, but I, I like the idea going forward. Yeah, you're you're making in a sense you're making Becky Lynch or whoever you're doing that look strong because they're not losing clean, but you're also making them look very stupid. Yeah. Because they're getting they're getting outsmarted by people that again, not Mickey James case, but in Bliss, you're getting outsmarted by somebody that you got ten plus years experience on in the ring. Um, it just makes you look dumb. The 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 thing that I uh, that I am really getting tired of is the trick me or the trick leg. You know, we we saw a lot of that with Bruce Clay. We're seeing a lot now with Sasha Banks. It's like saw with uh, whichever Uso. Yeah, my knee, my knee. Yeah, and it's and that, that's a, that, to me that's a cop out too. So, but let, let's let's get into that later on because I don't want to I don't want to yeah. shoot all our fish in a barrel. Sure. And we we got to wrap this up. Okay. Because because I'm I'm getting tired over here. You know I'm I'm, I'm pumped but I'm getting tired. But I, I like that you came prepared. I, I apologize. I no no problem. I got one more quick thing I could throw if if, okay. you, if you get the energy for it. Well, we still gotta do uh, what we oh, like. All right, let's go. Go ahead. Oh, so, so don't don't get mad. No, 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 no. I can, I can just, I can table this. Okay, good. Because you know we're doing long term planning now. Yeah. It's not week to week stuff. No, you're writing it down. I'm, I'm impressed. What, what do you like in wrestling? What do you like about wrestling right now? Huh. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I'm that type of. <laughs> so like Professor X over there, dude. I like. Ah. I like, like I said, I, I, I don't know that you, uh, you got to see the entire pay per view, but I'm really liking Luke Harper right now. I thought. I didn't, thought, didn't I say that? Didn't I say that last week? Yeah. Um, is, is that a rule? Um, I think maybe we did. We said it. I. I, I um, no, go, but go ahead. I, I thought his match. Any Luke Harper? You know. His his match was, with Randy Orton, I thought was really good, and in in 
in a card-like elimination chamber, I don't think that there was very high expectations of that match, like mainstream-wise. I always feel like, you know, Harper, we, we talked about it for years now. He's one of the better workers in the company. And another thing we talk about, too, is like, you know, Orton doesn't always put on the most interesting match, but whatever it was, like, they had a good in-ring chemistry. And honestly, I felt that that Harper was probably 60 to 70% of that match, even though Orton won, and I had no problem with Orton winning. And, 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 he, and I think Orton has the ultimate, a lot like Austin had with the stunner, that, that, or, that the RKO is kind of like a thing where he can be getting his ass kicked the whole match, but he can always pull that RKO out and, you know, okay, he got him with the RKO, that happens, right? And so, but I thought, I thought that Harper showed really well for himself in that match, and it was a good match. What do you like? What do I like? Yeah. What do I like? Um, yeah, I like Bray Wyatt. I'm glad. I'm glad that he. I don't know if he's a transition champion or not. I think that you know if he beats Randy Orton at WrestleMania, I think that's really going to say a lot about the company. Um, you know, it, I like that he got the belt, but it also came out of left field too, right? Like I, you know, once Randy Orton won, you you could kind of see the writing on the wall that Bray Wyatt was going to win it. But there wasn't like a big buildup, and sometimes the big buildups work. This this one wasn't a big buildup, and what I really like about Bray Wyatt right now is that I think people are watching his matches. He's able to actually like perform in the ring, and people are starting to see like, hey, like you know, all the stuff that we liked about Bray Wyatt before his character is great, but that character doesn't become as good as it was without the work that he did in the ring as well. And this is for us. He's he's a former match of the year winner with with Daniel Bryan. Uh, he puts on good matches and. Even like his signature moves that he does all the time, like that football tackle. I don't care. I don't care if I see that, see that move all the time. It's like that's a that's a great spot. And he's got a ton of impact with that thing. And his um. And, and he and he still pulls out like he still pulls out the kind of uh the the crazy you know I don't know what type oh, of the the the, the walk, walk yeah yeah. Well, what I really like of of his move set too is um that kind of like um like looks like it's uh, like a modified rock bottom but he mm-hmm. doesn't fall with the guy he just like throws him straight down like a kind of a, a uranagi perhaps yeah, a uranagi yeah uh, I, it is really it's a really he does it with a lot of force and dude goes flat back every time and looks like he's gonna throw whoever it is straight through the mat every time right? so the moves that he has like they he's, look, he's, he's just a good, he's a good performer yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and it's, it's good to see you know a guy, you know the son of Mike Rotunda, you know, like, and I've, I, I liked Mike Rotunda before he became IRS. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked him when he Varsity was with, Club. When he was with Varsity Club with Rick Steiner. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, you know, as you've been watching, like, uh, not Bray, but um, his brother, um, Bo. Bo, do that little skit or whatever, you know, on Raw, and it was entertaining, you know. And then, you know, in terms of, I don't know, it wasn't like jump up and down, like, oh, this is the best thing ever, but it was like, all right. These guys know how to do things, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think Bray, you know, was getting a lot of flack for his character because his character never did anything. There was a lot of talking with Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. They've cut back his mic time, and now he's able just to you, you see you're able to see the best part of his character, and you're able to see him perform in the ring, ring, you know, which he has always done really well. Um, it, you know, it'd be interesting to see. You know, like if if Randy beats him, then Randy beats him. But I think they can make a lot of waves if Bray Wyatt beats Randy Orton. What do you like in WrestleMania? I like the return of Cassius Ono to NXT. Um, he hasn't had any matches on there yet. Um, you know, I've, I've seen through Twitter um, where they report and they show clips of some of the house shows, but I'm not 
trying to watch any of that because I don't know necessarily if it's a house show or it's just um, like a, a clip of something that's recorded that's going to be on NXT and I just want to like see it when I see it. Um, but I think that, and we, we had a pretty good, probably good 20, 30 minute talk when he got released about um, a lot of the things that are wrong with that. But the guy went back to the indies and just, I don't know, I don't want to say he reinvented himself. I mean, he just had great matches with everybody all over the world and kind of put himself in a position to where he couldn't be denied and, and, and he was a guy they needed to have on the roster and, and I think now I think he's gonna hopefully get the respect that he deserves it looks like they're setting up for him to have a feud with with Bobby Roode going forward and, and I'm really looking forward to to seeing what they do with Cassius on all NXT because you know Joe's gone um, I'm guessing Nakamura's coming soon um, they really have needed to retool um, the NXT roster um, and I think that Bringing in a guy like uh, like Chris Hero, Cassius Ono, I mean, I think that's a, that's a great move, and, and that's a guy that can really bring. I don't want to say bring eyeballs back, but he's going to make the transition seamless as you lose some more of these NXT stars to the main roster. I think he's going to be a guy that's you're going to say, oh hey, damn, you know, I lo- we lost Joe, we lost Nakamura, but shoot, I, I got I got Cassius Ono right here. There's no reason for me to stop watching. Yeah, you like in wrestling. I like Baron Corbin's modified STO in the uh, in the elimination chamber okay. match, but that that's that's a joke. I, I I like that move, but I have I. I oh, you you talking about his finisher? No, 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 no. He he did he did on the side of the apron. He did a modified STO where he, he grabbed the guy by the neck. It, it's not and not, then he leg tripped him. Yeah, it's like okay, an, okay, yeah. It's like an STK STK STO. Um, it, it, the end of days is a great finisher. Good. So, but what I what I. My, my main gist of, of, of this whole thing was um, I really like what Baron Corbin's been doing. And, and it's, here's another thing, too, where it's not, he hasn't been, for, he was forced on us in the beginning. And, and I think that the problem that they did is they put him up with Dolph Ziggler, and you're saying, like, dude, I'm like, well, I'm never going to believe anything that happens with Baron Corbin when I know Dolph Ziggler's getting buried. I felt, I'm watching this guy perform in the elimination chamber, and I like everybody in that elimination chamber. I, th- I thought that the pairing, I thought the pairing of, of all of all the guys was good. Um, but but and I'm sitting going like you know like Baron Corbin, if he seizes this opportunity in terms of if he looks at this the right way, going like you're in the main event, you've only been on the main roster for four or five months or six months or whatever it is, and you're in a, you're in the main event of a pay per view, and not only are you in the main event, but they make you look strong and they make you know and they make you kind of be the Ty Turner of that match. And it also, not to cut you off here, but propels him into a potential feud going forward with Ambrose, so it's not like a one-off. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and I, th- I think, you know, that Ambrose, par- Ambrose, the Ambrose pairing w- could be good. And Ambr- Ambrose was good. He was good in that match as well. And, and I'm sitting there going, okay, I like Ambrose in this match. I like The Miz in this match. I like Baron Corbin in this match. Um, and and I, just f- I just think that if Corbin sees what it is and makes the most out of it, you know, because he's... He got a, a little mini push, and then and then it didn't work out, and then that really does, does you know what you do next with that really says what, what about what your attitude is, and is that they put him they put him in this match. He made the most out of it. They put him in the Royal in the Royal Rumble. He made the most out of that. Um, I don't I don't he think beat I, AJ Styles on SmackDown the, the week before as well. Yeah. So to to, to get well. to get in that. Yeah. So so it, it's it's the it's the right process without him getting shoved down our throats. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, this is the guy that I need to watch, but he is becoming a wrestler that 
I can go, okay, you know, there's potential there, and there's there's something there, and 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 even like the way the way that he lost in the elimination chamber, he he got made to look like a fool, but then he still came out strong. So there's good, there's good. He's getting good pushes. He's he's getting booked well, and and he's he's allowed to develop within the storyline. He is a, he is a WWE product, and, and you know when I said like he had the big corporate machine of the WWE, I think you can do that with Baron Corbin, and I think they've been showing that you can. I I just like I just like the the spot that he's in right now. So as far as you're looking at him, he he's not something you fast forward at this point. You you want to watch what he's doing. Uh, I I I watch him with a general malaise, but but I'm not bored to death about it, which I was probably two weeks ago with him. And you feel there's a future with him. I feel I in feel some capacity. I, I feel there's a future with him if if he if he looks at what he has. I mean, uh, looking looking at his his mannerisms and and the jobs that he does do and and the jobs that you know people do for him. Um, I, I think if, if you know, my main thing is it looks like he has a good head on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll root for the guy that has a good head on the shoulders that wants to do business. Okay. So we don't have to spend the first 40 minutes talking about why this why a certain guy didn't do the business in his prime. Right. Okay. What do you like in wrestling right now? Are we, going, are we doing things that we don't like? or what, what? No, I'm saying what do you like in wrestling? We're not going back and forth. What, do you, what do you like in wrestling right now? No negativity. Um... I like Bailey. Um, oh, hey, look at this now. She's she. We didn't even talk about the title change there. Right. Well, uh, if if we do what I don't like, I might I might get into that. But I like Bailey. She's the, she's developing into the what character. Do you, what What do you like about Bailey? I think. I think that um, she's had a character for a while, and I think she was pretty good to above average in the ring, but I think that she's getting to the point where her ring work is getting closer to matching what her character is. Um, and I think that, but I think she plays her character really well. I mean, she, she knows who she's supposed to be out there more than a lot of the others. And um, I, I kind of, I think I like her on the main roster a little bit better than in NXT. Not that I didn't like what she was doing in NXT, but um, there may have been a little bit more, a little bit of over pandering that I don't think she's having to do on the main roster. She's just kind of the person that's enjoying the most. And she and she has to get a lot more done in a lot less time. Where with NXT, she was allowed to have all this time where it's just a constant feel good and everything like that. Right. One thing I do say about Bailey and and what why I started liking her was and I and I said this uh, a couple weeks ago as well is that. She, you know, even when even when me and you disagreed on Bailey, it was like I just felt like you know she tells a story in the ring, like like she has a personality in the ring where either you root for her, but most of the time you're going to root for her because she tells such a good story in the ring, and and I'm glad that that you're finally kind of seeing the light on that. I'm I'm not a big fan of Bailey, but I like watching her matches, and and that makes me stomach kind of some of the sadness that she has. Yeah. I I'm not a fan of, yeah. of 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 her character, but I'm a fan of her as a worker. Yeah, and I never, I never disliked her. I just thought people were putting the, the cart before the horse, so to speak. Well, as, as long as her, her horses or her cart is proof, whatever. Um, okay, la- last one. Okay. What do, you, what, what do you like about wrestling right now? What I like about wrestling right now is I hate Bobby Roode. I cannot stand Bobby Roode. Like, in terms of, I like him, but I don't like his character. You know, like, he, he's playing his character, I think, to a T. It's like, I didn't like that he, that he beat Nakamura. You know, is he, that the biggest thing? No, it's not that. It's just it's just his character, you know. Like like it. Listen, everything about him you can like, right? Like to his entrance, you know, to to everything. But he's such a 
jerk in the ring, right? Like I want to say a different word, but he he knows how to play that. He knows how to play the dick heel, and he's doing a very good job of it. Now I like him because of that, but it's like I don't want to see him win. I don't want him to have the title, and that's what you're supposed to do. Like when you when fundamentally wrestling at its core is like you don't want you want to see the guy that you like win the title. You want to see the guy that has it all, you know, that has everything going for him and is a jerk about it and and doesn't appreciate what he has and he's just a straight jerk and you don't want to see this guy have the title at all. So whoever he goes against, whether it's Cassius whether it's Nakamura, you want to see him get beat. And there's a quality to Bobby Roode that that he has. It's that quality that he has where you want to see him get beat. And when he does get beat, you're not so pissed off that you don't watch wrestling anymore. It's like, okay, I'm going to come back next week and see if he's going to get beat again. I just, I just like that aspect of his character. So he's, he's good at getting legitimate heat. Yes. 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 He, he's good at getting, not legitimate heat. He's, not legitimate, he's, he's, he's not, good not at, like he's good at getting. He's good at getting traditional heat. Traditional, yes, yeah. yes. It's, it's, not, it's not Vicky Guerrero heat. It's, yeah. This is like it's intentional. Not, it's, it's not forced heat either. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll say this about Bobby Roode, and, and I think you summed it up really well. Because the thing with Bobby Roode is like, he's got he's got he's got the good look, he's got the good size. It's like, he's not a great promo, but he's a competent promo. He's not a great worker, but he's a competent worker. There's nothing there's nothing special about him really, but he carries himself like he's freaking Ric Flair. Yeah. And 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 that's kind of the thing that is, is like, like you look at him like you're you're no Ric Flair. But you're watching him, and you know, like he believes he is Ric Flair. Yeah. And 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 that's kind of the endearing thing. I think you, I think you summed up pretty well. Like, yeah. And I I don't dislike Bobby Roode. I don't really like Bobby Roode. But I don't. Uh, same thing. I didn't want I didn't want Nakamura to uh, drop the belt to him. Um, and I want Cassius to beat him. But if he if he beats Cassius Ono, I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna have a problem with it. Yeah. Right. And I mean I'd be happy to. Roderick Strong to beat him. I would love Ty Dillinger to beat him, um, but when he beats him, it's like okay, well, he did. It's not. I mean, he's good. Yeah. He doesn't even have like a real finisher, man. No, I know. And the whole thing is, even with that Nakamura, as bad as that Nakamura match and Bobby Roode match was because of that stupid trick knee that I, I brought up, um, just the way that he carried himself after the match, you know, it's like, dude, it's like, God, I was like, dude, you suck, you know, it's like, I was like, this is like, this is like a such a bad match, it's such a bad gimmick match, but then he, he took that and it made you hate him even more. He, he walked out of it like he, he just had the first six-star match. That's what I'm saying, yeah, and, and, and the whole thing is like, it's just, I mean, it, it's, it's so well within what his character is supposed to be yeah. that, you know, to me, that was the, sa- the end of that match when, when he actually won the belt, that was the saving grace of that match because I thought the last five minutes was straight crap. You know, it was just stupid. I knew I, the second that that Nakamura, you know, bust up his knee, I was like, dude, okay, okay, like here we go, dude. Like I know what's going to happen now. And then Bobby Roode was able to to extend that and, and really play that off at the end, and and, and it worked. And and the whole thing is like I'm I'm flipping through the WWE network that I pay for, and I look at NXT and I, he's a picture of NXT and it's like, dude, I'm like I don't want to watch this. <laughs> like I don't want to I don't want to watch it. I'm like I hate this guy. You know, and I actually said like I hate this guy, but. I, I, I respect him as well. I, I, you know, he's he's very fun. He's very fun to watch. It was like that Rome drop from the P ninety X guy. I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you order you keep the bread coming or something like that. I don't know about all that. no oh, all oh, drive. No, that's the uh, you do the math. I'll do the Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, uh, scale, This is our uh, this is our elimination chamber edition, and um, I'm gonna be at a I'm gonna be at Disneyland next week. 
because I wanted to try to see if we could do two, but there's no way I'm going to be able to do it. But so we we will be gone next week, and then uh, we'll come back and go from there. All, All right. right. We have my man better have my deals over here. I am Bad News Ramen, and uh, we will check you out in a couple weeks. Do you have anything to say to the stupid people? No, sir. All right, because you're stupid. You say the beat grabs you, then the rhyme stabs you But can't prove it was my client's doom and baboo I rest my case, the witness never showed up They both kept heat on the street and had it sold up Defense was wise, complete with alibis What the informer told the coroner was a pile of lies Beat the rap in the court of law Free to beat the crap out of snitches while protecting and extorting the poor Expect to expect to